Welcome to Kid Coach Conversations. So great that you can join us. My name's Coven, and every week I'll be bringing you different conversations I've had with kids. They're all seven to 11 years old, and the questions I ask them are specifically designed to get them talking, thinking, and feeling, developing the softer skills that they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. Did you know that 85% of the jobs that will exist in 2030 have not even been invented yet? In such a fast-paced and changing world, it would be the softer, more transferable skills that will help our kids succeed and thrive. But what do I mean by soft skills exactly? Well, it's all the non-academic stuff that kids don't tend to get that much practice in at school, and yet as adults, we're having to use all the time. You know what I mean, things like being creative, communicating well, being a critical thinker, having resilience, etc., etc., etc. Now, I found that a simple but effective way of developing this at home with kids already is through regular five to 10 minute conversations. I'll give you some examples. Let's say on communication, we could ask our kids to describe a car to an alien, which is a test of conciseness. Or on creativity, asking what are 10 things to do with a cup, which encourages them to think in divergent ways. Or how about on critical thinking, having them estimate the number of iPads in the world to help them think in a structured way or on resilience, asking them why it's good to fail sometimes and discussing the value of feedback. Now, these are just some examples, but in this podcast, Kid Coach Conversations, you'll hear me discuss all sorts of questions like this with lots of different children. And hopefully it will give you some ideas of inspiration for discussions that you can have at home with your own kids. If you want full access to all the questions and prompts that I use, then just download our app from www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach app, so you can do all this great stuff at home yourself. So without further ado, let's get started. This week I talked to Emily. She's 11 years old and will soon start at a new secondary school. She is a cheerleader and a dancer who also loves to bake. We're going to build the feeling skill of mindfulness. Being aware of ourselves and how we feel can give us the control that we need to let our best self shine through. Every child can achieve their potential if they can better control their thoughts, feelings, and actions. So let's listen in on our chat. Okay, so Emily, I've got a question here for you on the mindfulness. And the question is, how can you change the way you feel? How can you change the way you feel? I find that if... Um if I'm feeling really, really happy and I listen to a song that maybe is a sad song, then it'll kind of change, it'll change how I feel. I think music definitely changes how I feel a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Music. Or if I'm sad and I listen to a happy song, I just, it's one of those things that it just changes. Right, right. Um, by the way, that's a, that's a good point. My, uh, my assumption was we want to go from feeling sad to feeling happy. Um, uh, not necessarily the other way around, or maybe sometimes, you know, uh, induce yourself to yeah. cry and get it all out. But, but, but generally, this is about um, how, how can we uh, yeah. take the way we feel to be sort of more positive if, if ever we're feeling a bit negative. So, so music, yeah, yeah, I, I, com I completely agree. Um, um, looking through old photos. Mm -hmm. Tell me more. Why, why does um, that trigger a reaction? Um, our school, um, at the end of the year, at the end of our, our last year in year six, they made us a 
made every single person in our class um, a DVD. Um, and it had every photo of us since we had been in reception. Um, and there was tiny little me about this big with, with curls coming out the side of my head. <laughs> it looked <laughs> crazy. Um, but it, we were all watching them together in the class. Um, and I think it, it was nice to see how everyone, how everyone's emotions change as we, as we watched through the whole thing. Like they all seemed a lot happier looking at the reception photos. Um, and then they looked at like the photos towards the end of year six and they kind of realized, oh, okay, we actually are leaving now. It, it hadn't quite gone through that head. Um, so I think looking through old photos is something that can change feelings. Right. Yeah, it's quite nostalgic, isn't it? It induces all sorts of memories of when you were younger. And, um, and we tend to look back at our memories with what they call rose-tinted spectacles, right? With, the, with quite a positive way of looking at the memories, like remembering the good yeah. stuff, let's say the bad stuff. And not that that's a bad thing, it's just to point out that actually when you look at the past, you tend to sort of feel quite happy about looking at the past rather than feel quite sad. Yeah. So, so I love that. It's definitely, yeah, it is definitely, isn't it, a way of... Um, feeling a bit happier, yeah. getting some old photos out. Mm. Um, I've watched the video a couple of times for all our photos. Right, right, yeah, really the videos. Nice. <laughs> Maybe occasionally cringeworthy as well, right, when you see that crazy hair or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, there was some really, really bad photos of me. And my sister was in one of them, which she didn't realise she was in it. <laughs> She's 16, she was at the assembly. She was very embarrassed when she saw that she was in it. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, I can imagine. Um, hey, this this yeah. is good. Like, keep keep going. Let's let's make a let's make a whole list of how to feel better about stuff. Um, maybe just doing something on your own for a bit, having a bit of time to think. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, also. This sounds very controversial to what I just said, but being with other people. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's one of those days where you're, you just don't want to get out of bed, you're not in a good mood, and then you go and you see someone else, and you're in a good mood, and you're with your friends, you're having fun. So friends play a key part in how happy you are, I think. Because mm. um, like over lockdown, I know that if I didn't have some of my friends, I would have just been shouting at my family the whole time. <laughs> and I know they would have done too. <laughs> so let's explore that a little bit. Because um, it sounds like sometimes you want to be by yourself and sometimes you want to be with other people, like your friends. Yeah, that was a very controversial thing for me to say. I kind of just put two opposites and just went, well, I mean uh, the same thing. It's okay. Like human, human beings are very yeah. sort of complex creatures and it's important to sort of for us to understand yeah. um, how we operate so we can uh, operate the best possible way. So yeah, let, let, talk to me a little bit more about that and, and you, like, because, you know, everybody's different and everybody works a different way. So, so when, when do you like to be by yourself? And when do you like to, to be with other people in terms of feeling um, positive? Uh, well, I it, it, dep it depends who I'm with. If um, so one of my friends, Whenever, just before I go and meet her, I'm like, 
yes, I'm going to go see one of my friends. And then when I get there, she just says things like, and I, I end up looking, I end up um, being in a worse mood than I was before. But then sometimes when I see other people, I, I'm in a brilliant mood, I'm having loads of fun. Um, and I like to, like to be alone in the evenings. Right, in the evenings. and I want to do things with other people but when I'm more tired and it's closer to getting dark I, I like I like to be on my own right right well that's that's great that you have that level of self-awareness right of knowing um when when in the day depending on your energy levels for example is the right time yeah. for you Emily to be with people or not be with people um yeah different people have lots of different if I'm, yeah if I'm with people like towards the evening and I'm tired I will just snap and I'll get angry and I'll get more I'll get more cranky and it's just not as much fun because they're not having fun I'm not having fun and we're both just and I know most of my friends just like to be alone in the evenings as well hmm. it's just it's just easier because in during the day you've got all this energy you want to use it you want to have fun you want to do stuff and when it's at night you're just like oh, okay right I'm done. I'm done for today. I don't have to see any more people. I can just sit down <laughs> <laughs> because you've used all your energy, but you've had a great time. And then you just can't calm down. So, how do you think what you eat during the day can also change the way you feel? Um, I feel like I'm not saying else really, really controversial. <laughs> um, okay, tell me. <laughs> Um, sometimes if, I don't know, you get a packet of sweets out, you'll fill you with loads of energy and you'll have loads of fun, you'll be really happy. But then also if you have something like, I don't know, a salad or a bowl of fruit or something, then you feel like, um, you're being really fit and it gives you that mindset that you're going to go out and do something and like go for a walk or something or like do some exercise and it, Different foods give you different mindsets, I think. Yeah, I, I, I they do. Right. Right, yeah, no, this, I, I love the, the nuance in that answer and the subtlety of that answer. Um, yeah. So they, it sounds like they give you different mindsets, sort of good food and bad food, because you know it's good food and you know it's bad food. It almost sounds like, hmm, yeah. I've eaten salad, I'm, um, you know, 10, 10 out of 10 for me, green tick. <laughs> Um, and yeah. maybe that'll encourage you to like keep doing good and go and do exercise or just put you in a good positive frame of yeah. mind or I accomplish something. Whereas if you're eating yeah, um, I'm something a bit a naughty. Slice of cake. Yeah. Yeah. I've just eaten a slice of cake. I don't want to go for a run. I don't want to go on the trampoline. I want to lie on the couch. <laughs> but because you'll get that sugar hit, yeah. then it'll kind of yeah, that spike of adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I go mad for about an hour. And then it goes, right? And then, it, yeah, then you crash. Yeah, and then it goes. Up, and I'm like, down. Oh, need sleep. And what about in the longer term, right? Let me just fix this. So what about in the longer term? So on a short-term basis, what, what you eat for lunch, for example, can, can affect the way you feel there. But 
What about on a longer term basis, like the way you eat over several days, weeks and months? How, how does that affect the way you feel? I think if you eat really unhealthy for like a while, it it gives you that mindset that it's okay to eat cake every day and you can just do what you can eat whatever and then you like and then like a couple of weeks later you you realize that you've just told yourself that it's okay to eat like junk food every day when what like if you're trying to get uh, like if you want to be on a certain sports team or something and then over the summer holidays you've just like lost all that ambition because you've um because you've just thought oh it's summer holidays i can eat this and then it keeps going keeps going keeps going and then you end up just losing that ambition that you wanted at the beginning yeah if you're um if you've been eating unhealthily for a long period of time then the the ambition can kind of go away the the goal of getting into that sports yeah. team or something can, can go away um yeah. yeah that's that's true there's also like a biological yeah. effect on the body as, as well, isn't there, that we're learning more and more about um, in the science communities, about just the, the general kind of long-term benefits of eating healthily every day and how yeah. it just kind of keeps you fit, keeps you healthy, stops you from getting sick, yeah. helps you sleep, gives you like lots of natural energy every day without needing to reach for that, that bag of sweets, for that sugar rush. Um, it's actually yeah. incredibly positive about just long-term eating well. Um, and, uh, you know, thinking back to the initial question, right, how can you change the way you feel, uh, particularly if you're feeling a bit negative, you know, how can you change the way you feel to be a bit more positive? Um, perhaps kind of eating better is like a longer term thing. Um, it, it works in the short yeah. term, as we said, you know, maybe that slice yeah. of cake is just what you need that particular day. Um, but, but in yeah. the longer term. Like if it's just like a, if it's like a one-off, if it's just like a treat, but mm. if you like continuously have it every day, your your brain kind of goes oh this is fine uh, it's fine like right. it's, it's not bad for me your brain kind of assumes that right when really what the rest of you are saying is no please eat more healthy <laughs> um, but your brain's telling you that it's fine to eat cake every day <laughs> what about um affirmations affirmate do, do you know what an affirmation is no so an, an affirmation is it's a positive sentence that you could repeat to yourself to try and make yourself feel better. Oh, okay. yeah? So something like, um, I, I can do this. If, if you're, if you're a bit depressed because you, yeah. you, you can't do something at school or like, I, I can't, no, I can do this. I will learn how to do this. Um, things will get better. Um, tomorrow's a different day. You know, those, those sorts of yeah. sentences that you can say to yourself, um, or that, you know, your, your mum or your dad might kind of say to you to cheer yourself up, but you can also say to yourself, yeah. right? That, that's called an, an affirmation, a positive affirmation. I don't know. Why do you think, why do you think they work so well? Um, this is just an opinion, just from me. Um, I feel like if your parents tell you something like that, um, I feel like it wouldn't mean as much as if a stranger said that to you. Because um, with your parents, you know that they're trying to cheer you up and they're just they're just trying to make things work for you. But when a stranger tells you that, they wouldn't 
it wouldn't just be lying to you to cheer you up because they don't know you. They, they would just be saying it because they know you you can actually do it. But I feel like mm. when it's from someone you when it's from someone you know, I mean it, it's nice. It's a nice thing to say, um, but I don't think it I don't think it impacts you as much as if like a stranger says it to you. Like if your mum says, "Oh, that's um, that that's a nice pair of shoes" or something. But if a stranger just who you don't even know just comes up to you and goes, "Wow, nice pair of shoes," you think, "Oh, people are actually noticing that I'm wearing nice shoes or something." Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can see, I can see where you're coming from. Um, in a funny way, comments from strangers can be more meaningful than comments from yeah. um, people you see every day. Um, but frequency is an issue, right? Like, how often are you going to bump into a stranger versus how often are you going to like be at home with your mum? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and extending that um, even further, um, like who, who's, the, who's the one person that you're around the most? Parents. And it's not, it's, it's, <laughs> not, it's not your mum or dad, it's not your brothers and sisters. Who's, who's the one person you're around with the most? You. <laughs> yeah, yourself, right? You're with yourself the most. You're with your, your brain the most, your heart the most. You're, you're with yourself the most. And you, by, by, by saying something positive, like I, I will do this or... <laughs> these these are a nice pair of shoes or <laughs> whatever you know whatever example there is um yeah yeah there might be a part of you that doesn't believe it or believe it as much as if a stranger would say that to you let's put it that way yeah um, i mean but... it still it still means something when like someone you know says it to you but it's just something like you think oh wow that that really does stand out i really can do it or right like that. <laughs> your parents will say those things to you more often because they're with yeah. you <laughs> And extending that you know, to yourself, like you're in a position to say positive things to yourself even more often. Every, every minute of every day, yeah. if you chose, <laughs> um, I, I don't recommend that. But, you know, what some people do, for instance, yeah. is they have this morning routine. They wake up and they have kind of three positive things that they're, they're thinking about. Um, either that, oh, I, I will be able to do this or, I'm, or it's like a gratefulness thing. Looking back, I'm really glad that maybe it's at the end of the day, right? You know, something that I do, for example, I, I chalk down at the end of the day, I'm, I'm grateful for my family. I'm, I'm grateful for the area yeah. we live in. I'm, I'm grateful for none of us kind of having COVID-19 at the moment, whatever it might be, yeah. right? It can be big stuff, it can be small stuff, but they're all like, if you like positive affirmations, I happen to jot them down as well to sort of make them even more real. Um, and, you know, my, um, my, my, my wife could kind of say that to me um, and, and, that, and that would be perhaps even more meaningful, but she, she's not going to, right? Because as frequently, I'm, I'm with myself more frequently. Um, and I think that's why positive affirmations work really well. And, and on this topic of how do you change the way you feel if you need to change the way you feel, um, we talked about, uh, also to wrap up, we talked about uh, lots, of, lots of great ways. You know, you talk about listening to music, looking at old photos, considering like who to be with, if at all, or maybe just be by yourself. Um, and then we also talked about kind of the food you eat, but these positive affirmations are something I want to just um, put put on your um, in, into your toolbox as well. That's something you can uh, you can do as well uh, every every day, all by yourself, and uh, and I guarantee it does it does make a difference. So good stuff, good stuff, Emily. Uh, well done.
So there you have it. What a great conversation that was filled with some fantastic coaching moments. I found that regular conversations like this can make a big difference in equipping our kids with the softer skills they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. As you've seen, it doesn't have to take more than five or 10 minutes. And when you're doing this at home as a parent, it can be squeezed in anywhere that you have a moment during the school pickup, over dinner, at bedtime, etc. Now, I know you'll be inspired to do more of this at home with yourself, with your kids. And so I really want you to check out www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach app to get the app, which has this and hundreds more guided conversations just like it. You can get started for free and immediately start making a big difference to your child's future success and happiness. I really, really believe that these softer skills are what the next generation will need to thrive. And I'm super keen to support you parents in developing this through conversation at home. So thanks for listening. Make sure you download the Kid Coach app and subscribe to this podcast as well to get our next episode straight away. My name's Coven. You've been listening to Kid Coach Conversations, and I really hope that you have a great conversation with your child today.